Welcome to Fine Motoring with me, David Dundee. For interesting questions or to find out more about something, drop me a line, david at fmr.ca.za and you can find me on at David Dundee on those social media channels. And of course, the podcast, as always, on fmr.ca.za. I have a love-hate affair with American cars. Big and brash and beautiful in that excessive kind of way, but often with questionable ergonomics, dynamics and build quality. As the Brits used to say when asked about the Americans during the Second World War that begat the Jeep itself, well, they're overdressed, they're overpaid, they're oversexed, and they're over here. So when a big, bold, brash yank machine arrived in my driveway, that one eyebrow went up as far as it can go. And then I drove it, and I fell in love. You know the kind of love you should avoid? Yep, that kind. The Jeep Rubicon Gladiator is a beast in every way. This bad boy has it all. A Jeep at heart, but a bucky. An evolution of the post-war Jeep Gladiator, but far more classic Jeep DNA than those buckies of old. Think a Jeep mates with a double cab, with a roof that comes off, a windscreen that folds, a buck that can hold over 600 kilograms and tow 2.7 tons. A macho machine that makes a Ford Raptor look positively anemic. Change some colouring and it'll look like a military machine. And it can go. With over 200 kilowatts and nearly 350 newton meters of torque, the 3.6 litre V6, which goes through an 8-speed autobox, lets you overtake or claw over a pile of rock and then some. As to off-road, diff locks abound, front and rear, even an electronic sway bar disconnect for extra wheel travel. And then a gorgeous Fox suspension system. The thing can climb and grope and wade and transverse and, well, you get the picture. For the record, ground clearance of 249 millimeters, a wading depth of 800 millimeters, an approach and departure angle of 43.4 and 26 degrees respectively. Rock rails and skid plates abound. And then there is amazingly practicality. From safety systems to radar cruise control to pre-wired accessory switches that you can use for lights or whatever, about the only comparison is the yet-to-be-tested-by-me Ineos Grenadier. The Land Rover is left wanting here. The interior with heated seats that can be remotely activated uh, and even the car started and the, the climate control set that interior, believe it or not, is washable. The tailgate is three-position and effortless. The well-lit buck has an innovative three-section hardtop that folds back brilliantly and effortlessly while providing security without the bulk of electronic systems. There is the Bluetooth speaker that is removable for external use and loads of hidden storage. Of course, camera systems and all those mod cons that, that really work. The aftermarket accessory list is endless. In the end, even the looks had me in love. It's uh, sold with a three-year, 100,000-kilometer maintenance plan as well as a five-year, 100,000-kilometer warranty. What could I fault? Well, not the road manners or NVH, which are impeccable. Not the Tonka toy interior or the over-the-top beast mode looks. This thing is definitely more the Hulk than Bruce Banner. No, the only faults are the very thirsty 14.5 litre per 100 kilometres I achieved and the price point of 1.3 million. And if I could afford a Jeep Rubicon Gladiator, I'd live with both and move to that second planet. Well... It's overdressed, overpaid, oversexed over here, and I do so want one. That's it for Fine Motoring this week with me, David Dondi. If you have questions or want to find out more about something, david at fmr.co.za, and you can find me on at David Dondi on my social media channels. That's D-A-V-I-D-D-O-N-D-E, and find the podcast on fmr.co.za. Mm-hmm.